so excited to be at the summit. I mean, to me, it's like in the morning, you got the DJ and all the music and the cases and the case shootout. It's like, wow, get your juices pumping. And I hope to keep your ortho juices flowing this afternoon with some of my cases and uh, share with you a little bit about what we've been doing in Hawaii and in my practice and why truly I do believe that Invisalign is my preferred choice um, and today specifically on teen cases. Um, because I think that we, we miss the fact that Invisalign can really improve our practices in many ways and I hope that you see that uh, today in, that, in our efficiency, the effectiveness, and also in growth. And I think that's very important um, these days. So I'll, speaking of that, that's my family. So they're, they're my inspiration. It's the main uh, reason that I work hard and uh, do what I do. And uh, I have three daughters, yes. Uh, my wife, actually, she and I met in dental school in Kansas City. She's a dentist. And we met in Kansas City. And I went to my residency in Chicago. And for that reason, after the cold, we got kind of fed up with the Midwest. And we decided to go to her home state of Hawaii. So that was about 10 years ago. It's, uh, I have no regrets. I love it there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great place to be. It has its own challenges, but uh, uh, I love Hawaii. It's, it's, a, it's a great place. Um, so I've been certified for a while, but I have finally reached this year. It's a very ex uh, exciting year, of course, I'm in front of you today. And also, we've reached the top 1% uh, status. Um, and um, we've treated a lot of cases successfully, and uh, I'm a clinician at heart, so I hope to show you uh, some of my, I'm gonna show you some of my clinical outcomes and why I have, I've chosen to use it. And uh, you know, I'm a diplomat, so I am board certified, and I've actually, one of the few out there has actually used an Invisalign case for my recertification, which is about a couple years ago. So I will actually show you that case today, and that's why I'm pretty confident with the product as far as what I can do. Um, so like, I, like uh, Mike said, yeah, I've, I'm an early adopter. So as soon as the Itero came out, I bought two. <laughs> and so um, like within a month after Visalign acquired. So I've, I've had it for a while and, uh, and uh, I love the, the uh, technology and how it improves CAD CAM. And truly I do feel it does improve my clinical outcomes. It's certainly a great marketing piece, certainly improves patient experience, um, but it is, an unbelievable diagnostic and uh, treatment tool. Um, I have had several cases. I love doing the gallery. I hope you guys go and take a look at it. But it's such an exciting uh, opportunity to see what other guys and ladies are doing out there with Invisalign. And when I was looking at my cases, I thought, wow, it's really interesting. Over the last few summits, I've submitted gallery cases and they've all been team cases. Hmm. So, so yeah, I, I love using Invisalign on teenagers. So that's my wonderful team. Um, I started my practice in Hawaii 10 years ago from scratch, okay? And since then, um, we've grown to three locations, um, and now we have an, an associate doctor who's joined our practice. And, um, you know, not Invisalign is the only thing, but it certainly is a, it's a powerful tool for you to take your practice to the next level. So those are our locations, some of the pictures. We have a great office in downtown Honolulu and uh, Kailua and Pearl City are more of the outskirts or the suburbs. And so, like I said, 2004, after the residency, we moved there. And over the years, we've just, I've grown more in confidence and I've grown in my skills. And certainly our Invisalign 
uh, utilization has increased. At this point, we do, the majority of our cases are Invisalign cases. So it's about 60%. That's including phase ones. So if I were to take them out, we do a significant amount on our comprehensive cases. Um, and why is that? So people ask me, I just go in and to me, Invisalign, again, is my preferred appliance. So when I go into the TC to my exam room, I'm kind of expecting, what, how am I going to do this with Invisalign? Unless the patient specifically wants braces or their phase one treatment, that's going to be my preferred choice. But patient can, you know, decide on a few things. Uh, I, we do have a lot of Itero scanners, so I do, uh, do have four. One in each of my office locations, and in my main office we have two, as you see in the picture. So I'm a firm believer in technology. I would, you know, uh, admit I'm an early adopter. I do love tech. I'm a tech junkie. But um, to me, I think it does take your practice to the next level. I do truly feel it does improve my clinical outcomes as well. So I would encourage you to consider that, especially if you're doing quite a bit of Invisalign. So geographically, anybody who's been to Hawaii, uh, and in the island of Oahu where I live and my practice, these are our locations. And our Honolulu location is actually um, really close to the famous Waikiki Beach. So if you think of, 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 um, of Hawaii, it's kind of a good picture. You, know, you have Diamond Head, the beach, all the tourists out there on the beach enjoying the time. And uh, I, want you to, I want you to think of the opportunities in orthodontics and some of the trends and things Kind of like in the beach, a surfer would think of a wave. A wave, to me, is an opportunity. And there's been waves of things that have come across the years in, in, in our profession. And uh, I think Invisalign has been a big, big wave as far as where I've taken my practice to and what I've been able to provide to my patients. But I think the next wave is really the teen segment. It's an underutilized segment. And as teenagers, change and their priorities, their way that they research things, their social media and all these things that they, they educate themselves on and learn about. I think the trend and that wave that's coming across that ocean to hit our shores is the teen market. And so any surfer will tell you to be good, you gotta read and analyze those waves and know which one you wanna pick. And if you pick it too early, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss that boat. So I encourage you to think outside the box and not go in the wait and see method, but actually do like a surfer would. And that's to catch the wave, you've got to grab that board and you decide you're going to take that wave. You've got to work hard. You've got to paddle along the way. And then you've got to be fully committed to what it is going to take and learning and your technique and all those things. And you, to grab that wave, you've got to be fully committed to catch it. Because if you don't have the right timing, you're going to miss it. And a server will tell you the miss the wave is you miss the joy, the fun, and the, the best part of practice. So think of that analogy. And I hope um, that may inspire you when you think of Hawaii and the waves to... Uh, Revisit the way that you diagnose and treatment plan and the way that you think about Invisalign in your practice. So I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, maybe you feel this way, but when I talk to other doctors, they always tell me, you know, my friends, I don't, we don't feel that Invisalign works. It's really not that good. I have it in my informed consent. You know, it's not, your outcome is not going to be as good as a fixed appliance. I don't feel that I'm it's going to be subpar outcome. I don't feel that I can achieve the same results that I can 
with a fixed appliance. I don't know what you're talking about, Holiday, you know, as far as getting there. But more importantly, the teen segment is the bread and butter of my practice. And how can I finish cases and really recommend it if my referring docs or the parents or the referrals and what really drives my practice is disappointed in the end of what I can deliver? So I challenge you to think differently and I hope to inspire you today, inspire you today to consider a, a different way of thinking and also build your skills and learn more about it. And obviously you're here, so I appreciate that. Um, but think of teenagers in a different light. Um, the other is teenagers I know can be difficult. Um, and uh, a lot of people jump to conclusions where they're difficult to finish, they're not gonna be compliant. And I, again, challenge you to think differently because there, you have some strong tools and, and abilities to get there. So to me, I, I'm a clinician at heart, so the clinical outcome is very important to me. I wanna make sure that my referring doc, the parent, the patient, when I tell them we can do it, that I'm gonna achieve the same result for you, whatever appliance that you decide or we decide to go through, okay? So it's, to me, it's gotta be at the same level of fixed appliances and in tougher cases. It can't be just easy cases. It's not like adult treatment where you can go, well, I'll just do cosmetic orthodontics, just basically align the social six. In a teen case, you're not dealing with relapse. You're not dealing with pre-treated cases where you're addressing just some minor alignment things. You've got to consider and be confident in treating class twos, deep bites, open bites, class three cases. And so I will show you today on how some of the techniques you can use to get those kind of clinical outcomes. Compliance is the other. So I will tell you that the main thing about compliance is that compliance is a fact of life in orthodontics. We deal with compliance every day and it is what we have to do. There's no escaping it because your compliance depends on whether or not the patient shows up. Do they show up on time? Do they brush their teeth? Do they take care of their braces or do they eat whatever they wanted to? Did they follow through on their elastics? Did they wear their aligners? Even a fixed appliance requires compliance. Even a non-compliance appliance still requires a compliance. It is a fact of life. And as orthodontists, we're not just clinicians or tooth movers. We don't just do what we do clinically, but we are motivators, okay? So to be a great orthodontist from a fine orthodontics, you have to learn to motivate your team and your patients. And I encourage you to think of that because we have to be their coach, their cheerleader, and get them from A to B no matter what you decide to do. So to me, compliance uh, is just part and a fact of life. But when you have teen cases, the main thing that teens want to do oftentimes is rebel. And sometimes what they do is rebel against braces. They're non-compliant because they want the outcome. They don't necessarily want the braces. They want the straight teeth. They want what we can deliver. But if you give the opportunity for the patient to get what they want, you have leverage. And leverage is the most important tool that we have. And to me, Invisalign gives the best leverage because I can use it to get them from point A to point B and really follow through because you hold them accountable and you make an agreement with them. I always recommend that at the beginning you have, um, we call it a success agreement, you wanna call it a team contract, whatever it is, you have to lay, them, lay the rules out, what they must do for you to get there. You cannot do it all by yourself, it's a team effort. Um, but 
throughout the process, you got to motivate them. You got to keep them up and you got to hold them accountable. We made a deal, 100% compliance. You must follow through. Otherwise, you are going to have to do what you, you wanted to avoid altogether, and that's to fix appliances. So don't forget that because leverage is a strong tool that you can use if you're having any issues with compliance. Profitability is another one that a lot of doctors mention. And to me, it's efficiency. You know, Invisalign allows a lot of efficiency. Um, it allows for no emergencies. You can do short or shorter appointments. You can start a case in the afternoon when you couldn't strap them up in the, pre in, in the past. You can start them at any time of the day. You can really streamline your practice if you utilize it. But from a profitability standpoint, I want you to think that, although that's important, the most important part and the best resource that Invisalign has is practice growth. Because Invisalign is the only product that I know that patients ask by name. I don't know about in your area, but Invisalign to me is, the only, in my practice, the only pr product that they ask for by name. It is also a differentiator because it is something that is different. Okay, it is different and different helps. Different helps to set you apart. It also helps to improve um, where the position of your practice. And so those are things that obviously are gonna help your growth. It is the product also that I only know that patients refer far more than any other. Fixed appliance patients, yes, of course, they'll be satisfied with your customer service. They may love your office. Maybe they love the game room you have. But Invisalign patients refer a lot of Invisalign patients because they know that it is not common and they get wowed, especially if you're able to achieve that first one and that's that clinical outcome because they will be impressed. And in many times, it's not just the child because you'll start the teenager and then the parent will say, you know what? I don't like braces at all and I never wanted, but I've had relapse, I have these issues. And so it is so common where not only do you start the child, but the, the father and the mother, the older siblings, all the family gets started. And so don't forget that because outside of just the profitability, there's a huge potential to grow your practices, especially if you're not at the level of capacity that you would like to be. All right, so let's get this party started. Let's go with clinical cases. So the first case I'm gonna show you, this is Bradley. And so, in the notes in the handout, I put some areas, you can jot down some notes, things like that. If there's any questions, please write them there and ask me at the end, because I have a lot of stuff to go through. But I want you to think about, if a patient like Bradley came to your office, does he scream Invisalign for you? Are you gonna go in there and say, yep, you're an Invisalign candidate, we will treat you with Invisalign? Or does it make you excited about what you could do with Invisalign? Or does it make you scared? Or you're like, I don't know, let's see it, let's see what's going on. But basically, he's got severe amount of crowding. So this is a tough case. But we see these all the time in orthodontics. Um, he's got blocked out laterals, he's got the cross bites. His main concern is fangs, the fangs of his teeth. And he wants Invisalign, he doesn't want braces. He's 17 years old, he feels like, hey mom, you brought me too late, all my friends already had braces, I'm 17, you know? Uh, that affects me, but I also want the outcome, right? So, he's a little bit late at starting, so can you do it? And the parent also, on top of that, will say, you know what, Dr. Holliday, I would like for you to do this non-extraction, okay? So I will tell you that Invisalign is an unbelievable tool because you do not have to just, let's wait and see how it goes, let's see how the protrusion is, and then if we need to take out teeth, we'll take out teeth later. You can do a huge amount 
of diagnosis and treatment planning before you even start the case, and that's the ClinCheck software. It's an unbelievable tool for you in, in determining where you can go, does it meet the parent's objections, the pa patient's interest, and does it meet my goals and responsibilities in that, yes, it's a lot of crowding, technically you're an extraction case, but if I were to do some things in the treatment, can I do this without you know, flaring out your incisors significantly? So that's his initial pan, pretty non-remarkable, but that's his Ceph. And then, so I'll show you the before and after, but to me, you gotta set up your ClinCheck based on your objectives and what you wanna do. So we wanna, of course, straighten his teeth, but we wanna get to a certain point where the teeth are not all protruded. So we'll take a look at his ClinCheck. So this case was done in 2009, so it's a little bit old. You're going to see this is before any of the G3, G4, G5 innovations. But obviously you can see I set it up non-extraction. A lot of IPR. And any of you fellow Damon doctors, I will tell you this is my Invisalign Damon case, okay? It's my preferred fixed appliance, but to me, I have certain goals and certain objectives of what I want to achieve. And so, of course, we used IPR to avoid the extractions, and we staged it where the posterior IPR was done first. We dealt with the more, uh, we put attachments on the more difficult teeth, so the lateral incisors. If you're not tracking well, this is a huge amount of movement on those lateral incisors. And when you look at the side, you're going to look at the cuspid, the lower right three. Is there root movement in there? Absolutely. So we had to do some large attachments. And now with the innovations, the best part is actually is a lot better, more efficient, a lot easier to do. But you're going to see that the key is that you've got to set up your clean checks properly and you've got to follow what we do as orthodontists in the diagnosis and treatment planning and getting those objectives met where we did some expansion. We did IPR, of course, to relieve the crowding. And you can see that the incisors have minor movement, minor proclination. And in this case, even the lower cuspids weren't really even expanded beyond the arch form. So this is him at progress, okay? So to achieve out, uh, unbelievable clinical outcomes, in my opinion, you many times need to refine. So I refine a lot of cases. To me, that's the finishing in details. Of course, it's pretty good, you know, and the patient might be happy. But to me, the, low, the right side is not socked in. I think the upper twos need a little bit more torque. Certainly, we got a lot of good root movement, but in my hands, this case is not finished, okay? So we did 26 aligners, then we moved to a nine uh, liner refinement to get to the quality of result that I want. Get an outcome that is incredible in the end, socked in occlusion, patient's thrilled in the end. I mean, the smile says everything. That's his final pan, his Ceph, and this is his superimposition. So you can see you have to have those goals and objectives so very minor incisor improvement. I improved his arch form, and I, everybody's happy. So it's a great case. It's a case that's near and dear to my heart because many times patients will come and they'll have certain things and they're like, well, my dentist said I'm not really an Invisalign candidate. So, well, let's take a look at Bradley here. He's a great case to look at because it kind of shows you what can be done. I mean, there's a lot of things at play here, a lot of pieces but there's a, a strong amount of tools that you have to be able to get to, to the end. 
So this is him one year post-follow-up. I do keep close eye on my patients and retention. So usually after they finish, we keep a close eye on that first year, and after that, they come annually over time. So he's wearing Vivera retainers, um, and he's doing great. I mean, he's done so well, and he's motivated just to keep it up. He remembers where he started from. So he's 17 years old. I would term that as severe crowding. We did arch development expansion. It can be done with Invisalign just like fixed appliances. If you set up your cases properly and you diagnose and treatment plan, just remember Invisalign is a tool to get there. We're all orthodontists, and what we use should not dictate what we do. Um, he was motivated, compliant. This, of course, case was in 2009, so you know, based on profitability, of course, it was far higher than a fixed appliance case. In 18 months for that kind of difficulty, to me, I think was, was a light bulb moment for me. And uh, we used to see patients every six weeks. So I'm not as efficient as I could be now because I see most of my patients about every eight to 10 weeks. So I could increase that number and the fees, our fees are higher now, so it could even be better. So I'll go to the next, this is Aaron. So Aaron is of course another teen case. And uh, this is the case where you come to get a debrief from your treatment coordinator. The records tech comes and she says, good luck. He's like, he's got an attitude. He didn't want to smile in his pictures. He does not want to be here, okay? And uh, you're like, red flag, this is a non-compliant patient. Absolutely. In a teenager, you put fixed appliances, he's going to rebel. He's going to fight you, and he's a deep bite case, so you're probably going to break half the brackets already. But when I did the consultation, although the parent also felt that braces would be the best for him, I told him, you know what? I think you're an Invisalign candidate. And I looked straight at him. And as soon as I, saw, I, I looked at him, I saw his eyes, and his smile came, and he was excited. And I knew at that point that he's here for what I can deliver, not for the braces, okay? I'm an orthodontist. I'm not a brace on the untist or whatever, um, you know? So he wants the outcome. He doesn't want the process. He does not want braces whatsoever. And that is the strongest leverage that we'll have because he is gonna be incredibly compliant. From that point on, he and I are best friends because he follow, will follow through completely. But he's a tough case. So this is a class two subdivision left. He's a full step class two on the left. He's got a deep bite. So these are tough cases. Open bite cases, a little bit e easier because of the bite block effect, but deep, deep bite cases are a little bit harder, especially when you have an AP component and you're trying to correct the class two. Um, but these are routine cases we see every day. These are cases that you treat with fixed appliances. This is the stuff that we see. And so I, again, encourage you to think and challenge you to think that Invisalign is a good option for these guys. He's basically has one-third molar. You can see his staff, so he's got a facial convexity, he's got an excessive amount of overjet, and that's what bothers him the most. But teen cases are so much easier to treat than adults, especially in class two, because you have growth. That's the one thing that we forget, and that's why I love teen cases with Invisalign, because they're far easier to treat than adults. So I'll show you his ClinCheck. And so I decided to show you these cases in ClickCheck Pro also because you can kind of see some of the things that we use for the tools. To me, Invisalign is a great class two corrector. I keep it simple in my office. I don't like to use all kinds of adjuncts and things like that. In fact, I don't even try to, I try to avoid bonding buttons even when I do 
uh, class two elastics because I don't like that emergency appointment where the patient has an excuse not to wear the elastics. Plus, you'll see that I do the elastic slits on the fours because I mentioned compliance. And compliance, sometimes patients will wear the aligners really well, but they're not going to wear the elastics really well. And so you've got to set them up for success. And if you put them on the threes, they're going to see it. But if you put it on the fours, you really cannot see them. And they will wear it because they're motivated to get to the end. And so you see from the full step class two, we did a jump. So the jump is, again, to simulate the growth of what I want to do. Uh, we retracted the upper, and then the lower, you're going to see there's actually spacing. So as we close that space, it actually, the overjet gets worse. So you've got to back that up with class two elastics. And even from a four to six, it's a very short segment of elastics, it'll, it'll work. Well, I'll show you, basically. You can see the arch form development changes that we did there in the lower. That's the simulated jump. So if you look at before the jump, you'll see some of the AP correction and the amount of overjet that we got to achieve. So this is him at refinement. As I said, it's the finishing and detailing stage. So now he smiles, okay? He's an unbelievably compliant patient. He wears them so well. And this is after the 23 aligners, we went into a 19 aligner refinement. Um, so at this stage, we're gonna go finish. If you're having issues with especially class twos or any cases where you have posterior open bite, you have to consider two main things. And that's the upper incisor torque. So your inner incisor angle is critical for a proper occlusion. And then you also have to level the curve of speed. This is orthodontics. I'm not saying anything new because this is Andrew's six keys of occlusion. They're, I don't know what number they are, but these are things that we know that we have to do. So if there's certain things you're having in there, be the orthodontist, look at your cases and evaluate what is happening orthodontically that's not being achieved and that's not leading me to the outcomes that I want. Because most of the time, if you're having posterior open bites, that's the case, especially in class two cases. But you'll see at this stage, his right side is like beyond class one, and then he's he's going to wear in the refinement class two elastics only on the left side because he's still a little bit class two tendency. I think overall pretty decent results so far, but we want to get him to the end. I mean, I want those midlines perfect. We're going to intrude the lower incisors further to correct, fully correct the deep bite and get him socked in. Now he chose fixed the uh, retainers at the end. He's like, it was a great ride, Dr. Holiday, but you know, I want them glued on. And then he's got Vivera retainers. So that's his final pan. So he is missing three pre, uh, excuse me, third molars. That's his final ceph. So you can see a huge improvement in the profile. The overjet improved. And then this ceph. So when you look at and superimpose your cases, you can see what happened. And the main thing, again, is that magical thing that teenagers have, and that's growth. Growth makes our outcomes so much better. They improve our fixed cases. They will improve your Invisalign cases too. And it is a great way, without me having to do a ton of aligners to distalize all these things, he will grow and with that simulated shift, it simulates growth and what you can achieve with the class two elastics. And um, that's his before and afters. So he's 15 years old, deep bite class two, full step on the left. And he was so motivated. That's that leverage. Again, that's the strongest tool that you have in your toolbox, especially when it comes to Invisalign. If you're not pulling that tool out, you're missing out big time. And as far as efficiency, this is a newer case. We just finished um, about six, 
nine months ago. Um, 15 months for a full step class two. To me, that's efficient. 12 appointments, unbelievable. All right, so we'll go to the next case. And she's a deep bite case. So she's 12 years old, and I've been treating, yeah, as early, young as nine. I mean, you got I don't do phase one with Invisalign, but you know, teen product is not just for teenagers. It's for adolescents. You can treat them at any stage that you feel is dentally that they're ready for it. Um, but she's a deep bite case, pretty severe deep bite. Um, and a lot of doctors tell me deep bite cases don't work with Invisalign. So I got a second one to show you here. Just a severe amount of crowding on the lower. Um, but she wants orthodontics. She doesn't want braces. She wants to improve her smile. You, you saw her smile line. It's a deep bite case, but I don't want to intrude the upper incisors. We're going to do lower incisor intrusion, just like you would with fixed appliances. Um, you're going to see her staff. She's, her lower incisors are actually retroclined. The upper incisors are proclined. She is a class one skeletal and dental. <clears throat> so we look at the case again, the occlusion. You're going to see that the goals, again, your objectives are the same. And if you're accepting the first clean check from your technician, you're not doing what you could do. You have to adjust it. You've got to own up to it and then set up the cases the way that you want to. So we leveled the incisors. I wanted to keep that uh, smile arc without burying those upper incisors into place and concentrate on lower incisor intrusion. So in fixed appliances, we would put, you know, I put like a bond the lower two to two, and the sixes do a utility arch or a lever arch, whatever you choose to do. But it is the movement that I want that I design into my ClinCheck so that I can achieve the same result that I would with a fixed appliance, but I would use Invisalign. The advantage, of course, deep bite cases I love because you don't have broken brackets, you don't have to put bite turbos, you don't have to do uh, speed bumps, whatever else that you use for your fixed appliance cases, and you can treat them efficiently, you can treat them well. So this patient was also a G3, so you'll see some of the, some of the initial stages of optimized attachments. They're a little bit large nowadays, they've improved. And with the G5, it's even better because it's more efficient, it's a lot easier. Many times I didn't use bite ramps all the time, but these are so much easier and more predictable nowadays with all the resources, the technology, the advances that Invisalign has done over the years just makes it better. And so if you're frustrated from the past, think about it. And, I and again, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure you guys uh, are here to, to learn what's out there. But you can see in the superimposition how we focused on those main objectives of being the lower incisor intrusion. So this is her refinement. Again, it's a fair outcome at this stage, uh, but to me it's a finishing in detail. So at this point, we're going to improve the upper right two. The lower right one is not completely aligned. I'm gonna intrude the lower incisors further, and then I'm gonna uh, get those second molars aligned. And so that's her at the end. We did a refinement. It was 34 aligners to begin with. It was 18 aligners at the end. Uh, we did a fixed retainer. So again, there was a lot of proclination of the incisors. The same rules apply. Invisalign doesn't make orthodontics different, better in, in the technique. It's the way that we move the teeth. It's the tool to get there. But we still have to follow pro proper orthodontic principles. So I, I did retain her with a fix. We did a Vivera. Um, 
And as I showed, there's a lot of crowding, and IPR is not, has, does not have to be synonymous with Invisalign. If you're getting IPR, you're probably just accepting what the technician put in there for you. In a case, if I did it with fixed, I wouldn't have done IPR. So you don't have to have it. You can still achieve the results that you want. So that's our final SAF. So when you superimpose, you kind of get to see what you've done. You can see the upper incisor improved. Uh, we did intrude and procline the lower incisors. That was my goals, my main objectives, and that's how we got there. So you can see her before and after, and how we didn't alter her smile, we only improved it by improving alignment. And this is her one year post check, so actually the case is even better in retention. They're settling, the Vivera is a very effective retention appliance, but it's a great resource, you can do it over, do overlays over the fixed retainers, and she wears those nightly. So she's 12 years old, uh, excessive overjet, very deep bite, um, and her sister now is in treatment. So she's a class two, div one. Uh, but they, this family refers patients. They refer patients like crazy because even the teenagers and the kids are so excited about how we got there. They know that we straighten teeth, that's what we do, but what sets you apart is how you get there. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't that efficient with appointments, but. Uh, Still 17 months for a deep bite case. So this case is also near and dear to my heart because this is where my mindset changed. And this case was treated in 2006. So this is before Invisalign Teen product was even out there. Um, and the patient's mom came, of course, she's got a class three. Her main concern is like, can you do it with Invisalign because he just doesn't brush his teeth very well. It's like, whoa, red flag compliance, you know. But he'll wear it. She's like, I promise you, if I have to, get it out of him, he'll do it. But he's motivated. And uh, to me, this is, uh, of course, a dear and dear to my heart because it's my, this is my ABO case. That's, I presented this case for my recertification a couple years ago. And uh, it is also when my mindset changed because I got to a point where I started seeing cases that other doctors are doing, like you are here at the summit. And to me, I got inspired and like, this is a great resource, and if I can use it and implement it in my practice, there's a huge amount of potential. But the thing is, the product was not that great then, okay? And that's the advantage you have now. But back then, it was hard, you know what I mean? In 2006, it's a completely different Invisalign product than it is now. But I hope to encourage you to think that even though, on, I will be honest, I didn't really know 100% what I was doing, and then kind of follow through, that it can be a remarkable appliance because it is not the appliance that treats our patients. It is us, the doctors. So you have to take charge of that. So you can see his pan. The other challenge is that he's actually missing a second molar, okay? So we'll go over that. This is a Ceph. He doesn't shift. This is not a pseudo class three. I mean, he's got a significant amount of reversal um, uh, underbite and uh, skeletal class three. He's a bit mid-face deficient. So I only show the ClinCheck simply because I got to keep, you know, on tabs the same as the other cases, and you'll, you'll want to know what I did. But I have to tell you, there's nothing much to learn from it except that I didn't know that much back then, okay? And I certainly could have been a lot more efficient because you'll see it when I get to the staging tab. I staged this case like crazy. I had way more aligners that I probably needed to at that time. You can see, like, nothing moved at a certain time, and then later it did. But you can see how... My journey was a little bit as far as where I started taking on tougher cases and how we wanted to do IPR because he has uh, small lateral incisors. 
I knew at this point lateral incisors are hard to correct and he's got a crossbite so we put attachments on there. Not the best attachments but you'll see they worked. And the other is that he's class three so I should have done some elastics, okay? But I didn't do elastics because I looked at the ClinCheck and I'm like, well, looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I mean, I got overjet at the end. So we did the proclination on the lower again, the IPR. So this is him at refinement, okay? So at this stage, he's not finished, but I'm pretty pumped. I mean, I'm excited. This case is going pretty well because all we did now is go into class three elastics. I bonded buttons at this stage. I kind of fumbled through that, but it's, you know, I'm just starting out. I'm starting out with Invisalign. Um, and then he's got that third molar is erupting. So we actually put a segment of braces. So we put brackets on the lower left eight and a bracket on the lower left six. He wore the Invisalign. We did a segment. Um, I did a coil to keep the root controlled during um, protraction. And this is him at the end. So we corrected the class three, he wore the elastics, and uh, his profile definitely improved. He's still a bit mid-phase deficient. This is final pan. So of course when I did the board, I passed on it, but I got points docked on my lower left six. The angulation's not right. But that's because I put a lot of a gable bend to get that eight all the way. And you saw how far back it was where I had to bring it quite a few millimeters into place. And he wore the Invisalign over it. We did cutouts, things like that. This is, I used to have to punch the cutouts, you know, or this, my staff did. Nowadays, you could build it right into the treatment plan. Talk about efficiency. This is his staff. This is his superimposition. So it's a classic class three correction. This is what you would expect from class three elastics. The lower, the upper molars extruded, the upper incisors proclined, the lower, there's a change in that occlusal plane. This is orthodontics. It's nothing different. It's just a different tool to get there. So his before and afters, of course he was thrilled. He was unbelievably compliant. I must say his hygiene was not great. So I'm glad I did Invisalign for him. And the best part is I'm glad I did Invisalign because it changed my whole viewpoint. It changed my mindset of what we could do. And so this is one year post-treatment. He's very stable. He's already He's getting his third molars out, he's going to, he's gonna, he's joined the Marines, he's gonna go to boot camp. And mom is freaking out because he lost his retainer. So the upper right three kind of shifted a little bit. But he hasn't actually worn a retainer for several months. But overall, I'm very happy. The stability of the case is great for a class three, you know, patient who's, gonna, who's growing. And he's maintained pretty well. So he was 14 years old when we started class three malocclusion, missing the lower left seven. This was in 2006, so again, my fees were lower, and I didn't know what I was doing, 28 months. But in a fixed case, I think it's pretty decent. It is something that, to me, it's still a, um, a good outcome. So we'll get to my last case here, and this is Chanel. So Chanel is an open bite case, and I loved the um, case shootout this morning because you know, a lot of open bite cases, obviously. Um, but Invisalign is the best at, at open bite cases. I don't, I like, I tell patients, I'm not gonna treat you if you have an open bite with fixed appliances. You're gonna pop open. I mean, it is the best appliance for this. It is made and it's unbelievably predictable in the way that it can achieve the results. And so all open by cases in my practice we treat with Invisalign because it is so predictable, it is so unbelievably effective in how it works. So I'll show you in Chanel's. But basically, her story is that I treated her sister. And her sister was a class two div one. 
huge amount of overjet. She had like six or seven millimeters overjet. And I treated her with Invisalign, and it's her younger sister. And she came to me and said, Dr. Holliday, I'm 18, and I don't want to have braces, but I saw what you did for my younger sister, and I knew that I needed to see you. Because, you know, I can't chew in the front teeth. I'm concerned that, that those teeth are sticking out further in the front. Um, and so I like to do the Invisalign, and I saw what you did for my sister, and I would like... Um, like to see if I'm in a candidate. I said, absolutely, you are an Invisalign candidate. In fact, this, this is the best type of case to, to treat with Invisalign. So she's a bit protruded. She did not want to have extractions. But our main goal and objective is to retract the upper incisors further and then close the bite. So that's her initial pan and her ceph. And that's her clincheck. So the main thing, especially with the open bite cases, the big concern is the occlusal planes. And I, and I know that was touched up on this morning, and I think it's a great, I hope any of you noticed that. And that's what, the effectiveness of Invisalign, especially is kind of like meow mechanics. And if any of you are familiar, of course in Hawaii we're closer to Asia, and I have a lot of doctors and friends in Japan that, uh, and we had a lot of resources in Chicago where we learned that technique. And it basically is the same principle. So you're using a different tool to get there, but you're diagnosing and treatment planning in that methodology, where you're changing the occlusal planes in both the upper and the lower. So what I do is we intrude the posterior teeth. Um, there was some relative extrusion of the incisors because of the um, retraction as we improve the arch form. Um, but we're, our goal is to change the occlusal planes so that instead of them being divergent, they will actually converge together. Um, and in fixed appliances, some doctors have unbelievably, unbelievable results with the multi-lube edgewise technique. But you can use Invisalign the same way, in a much simpler way. I mean, in my practice, I'm not going to sit and bend tons of bull loops like in that technique. But the Invisalign can actually intrude it. This is no TADS or anything. Um, and I'll show you in the superpositions, yep, the amount of intrusion. So it's a sequential intrusion, again, of those posterior teeth. Like I said, the retraction of the upper incisors. In hindsight, it's 2020. I mean, it's probably a case I would have liked to probably do some IPR to reduce the protrusion further, but we didn't do that. So this is her at refinement. So I'm thrilled. At this point, she's so excited because her front teeth actually hit. In fact, they hit pretty heavy. So at this stage, we're going to um, do some arch coordination. It is a jump. So you got to realize that it is a guesstimate. The technician and I try to get gear it where it is. But many times I feel I have to refine because that, there's, there's some assumption there. And so at the refinement stage, we do the finishing and detailing. We do arch coordination, socketing in the occlusion further, um, and then retract the incisors a little bit more. So we did 19 aligners to begin with. We did 10 for refinement. And that's our finishing. That's our final pan. And this was taken on the iCAD, so... I don't have a Ceph, but you can compare the two. And this is what I'm talking about as far as changing the, the plane of occlusion. And see the, the curvature. She does have a little bit of accentuated curve of speed. But basically, as you level the lower, you're going to have two different occlusal planes. And you want those to meet together. And when you make that change, that's why it's so effective at change, uh, improving open bites. So her before and after. And we didn't extrude the incisor. Look at her smile line. She's not gummy. 
And it's a very predictable outcome because we use no elastics, no anterior elastics, all posterior intrusion. So an 18-year-old, like I said, open by case, um, and uh, mainly, you know, it's their sisters, that families, the referral is what it is that can grow your practice. That's an important tool and uh, a huge uh, advantage of the Invisalign product. It's 14 months of treatment and an open by case. Unbelievably predictable, follow through nicely in the end. It is an unbelievable appliance. And that's why, again, it's my preferred choice and is definitely my preferred choice for uh, open by cases. So we'll go back to Waikiki and the beach. And you can see I love this shot because you can kind of see way out into the ocean. That's where you see the ocean swells, and that's where you come. They come in. But you have to understand that waves, just like waves in the beach, they come no matter what. There's nothing that you can do. The ocean will come. And so do innovations, advents. The changes that are happening in orthodontics are going to come. And I encourage you to think like a surfer would of those opportunities, those waves that are coming along the way. And are you going to wait and see what happens, or are you going to jump in and enjoy it, and you're going to do Invisalign. So if you have issues with compliance, remember leverage. Leverage is a strong tool that you have. Um, it's what we deal with every day. If you're unhappy with your outcomes, I recommend, I've done over a 1,000 cases, and I still go to every single Invisalign meeting when they bring speakers to Hawaii to learn, because I always learn something that's the best part. Like at the summit, you get to see pearls and you may say, well, they've done less than I have, but I love that thing that they did. And that's the best thing. So I encourage you, Invisalign has a great resource at linetechinstitute.com. Of course, at the summit, I'm preaching to the choir, but you got to learn. If you're having frustration with your clinical outcomes, you have to get your CE and you got to learn how to use the product. Um, if you're concerned about profitability, I hope I showed you how it can streamline your your process and the best part is not just the profitability but your potential for growth in your practice um, and if parents object to treatment just remember the advantages of it you can start cases in the afternoon there's no inconveniences in debonds and strap ups and all these long appointments the fact that there's no emergencies the fact that teenage cases you have that leverage to get them there and so it's really not an issue in fact they will get so impressed many times they're not really believers but they're like okay sure you're the doctor and at the end they're like I need that treatment I need that Invisalign too so don't miss the wave I hope you feel inspired and step away from the beach and catch those waves okay have fun Invisalign is here to stay Find the time, the energy to ride that wave, and you will enjoy the ride. Aloha. <laughs>